Welcome to Experiencing His Victory audio blog with Terry Tinder. This is the place where I read the blog so you don't have to. Today I'll be reading Putting the Devil in His Place from experiencinghisvictory.com where we're pursuing life as God intends it to be. I think it's time to put the devil in his place, the place that he really belongs. Some have exalted the power of the devil, making him just about equal with God. Like God is on a big defensive battle trying to ward off the devil. In this view, the devil is big. I mean big. And it's all that we can do to overcome him in our lives. Others, they ignore the devil altogether. They either believe that he doesn't exist or downplay his role in the life of the believer. They're ignorant of the spiritual realm. They attempt to come up with rational explanations for everything. They believe that any kind of talk about the devil was just the superstition of biblical times. Now that we have more knowledge and we know that the devil doesn't really exist, they really weren't aware about medical or psychological knowledge that we have today. And so if they did, they would have written things differently. Then there are those who believe that once a person's saved, the devil can't do anything in the life of a believer. A believer can't be tormented by a demon because they're protected by the blood of Jesus. Normally, I love to fill my post with a lot of scriptures and teach. Today I'm going to do a different route. I just want to give an exhortation on how we as believers should view the work of the devil in our lives and then over the next few weeks take an in-depth look at what it means to repulse the enemy. The devil is real. The devil is as real as can be. He exists, and he's at work in the world today. Jesus believed in the devil, so did the Holy Spirit. It was the Holy Spirit that sent Jesus in the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. It was Jesus who came to destroy the works of the devil. He did so by casting demons out of people and bringing the peace of God into their chaos. Jesus came in the power and the authority of God and used that authority to bind the strong man and plunder his house. Jesus cast out demons that kept a woman bent over for 18 years. He cast out demons that kept a man deaf and mute. He cast out a demon from a boy that was cast into the water and the fire with convulsions and foam running out of his mouth. He cast out a legion of demons that tormented a man, causing him to cut himself and live among the graves. Jesus defeated the devil. Jesus is not afraid of the devil. The devil's only a created being. He has very limited power in relationship with God. I like how Jesus put it. He said that if he cast out demons by the finger of God, then the kingdom of God was among them. Did you notice that Jesus said he cast them out by the finger of God? Get a picture in your mind of the devil as a small insect that Jesus flicks off of his arm. When Jesus went to the cross, he defeated the enemy. Scripture says that he went and he took the keys of death and hell from the devil. He then proved that he had the power over death 
by raising from the dead. The devil had no place in Jesus, and he was powerless to hold him in his grasp. Death and the grave, that great power of Satan over all of mankind, could not hold Jesus. On the third day he rose from the dead, never to die again. It's through Jesus' resurrection that we have a hope for ours. Death will not hold us either. Nothing can separate us from the love of God, not even death. Jesus gave us authority. The good news is that Jesus has given us authority over the devil. It started with his disciples. He gave the twelve power to heal the sick and cast out demons. They went from village to village, preaching Jesus and doing the works he sent them to do. He later gave authority to 70 others he had chosen to do the work. After his resurrection, Jesus gave the same power to all who believe in him. The reason Jesus gave us this authority is for the church to continue his mission in the earth. We are to go and heal people and cast out demons in his name. We have the same mission to destroy the works of the devil wherever we go. We're his representatives on the earth. Just as Jesus did the works of the Father, we are to do the same. We are to expand the kingdom of God by bringing God's healing power to bear in the lives of anyone we come in contact. Plundering the Kingdom of Darkness We already mentioned that the devil's defeated. Christ is the victor. He has all authority and power in heaven and earth. If that's true, then why even worry about the devil? Well, Scripture's pretty clear that even after the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ, that the devil still exists and he still has a kingdom. Paul calls the devil the god of this world and the prince of the power of the air. Paul tells us that when we accepted Christ, we were transferred from the kingdom of darkness to the kingdom of God's beloved Son. We were being held captive against our will by the power of sin and the devil, but Jesus came and rescued us. We see evidence of the kingdom of darkness throughout the earth. Sickness, death, disease, demonic oppression, poverty, injustice, broken families, division and strife, and any other thing that brings chaos into the world. The good news is that every time a person is led to the Lord, they're brought out of the kingdom of the devil. Every time a person is healed, the rule of God is established. Every time a demon is cast out, the kingdom of God is realized. Be on the alert. Just because we have authority over the devil and all of his works does not mean that we take him lightly. Peter warns us to be sober and alert because the devil is roaming around like a lion seeking whom he may devour. Paul warns us to be aware of the schemes and the plans of the devil. He tells us that we're not warring against flesh and blood, but against an array of demonic forces. We're to be prepared for attacks from the enemy, but not to be afraid. God has given us armor to fight any battle with the enemy and win. The weapons of our warfare are strong in God. The devil cannot overcome us because we are overcomers. 
The Apostle John talks about those who overcame by the blood of the Lamb and the word of their testimony and loving not their lives even unto death. John also talks about the young men who have overcome the evil one, putting the devil in his place. With all this in mind, let's put the devil in his place. Remember that you have an enemy that hates you with a hatred you can't even fathom. Respect and honor the warnings and exhortations of Paul, Peter, and John. Be alert, be sober, but don't be afraid. Don't give place to the devil. If you see his work anywhere in your life, resist it with all your might. You have the authority of Jesus to resist the devil and make him flee from you. You have the power of God to stand against all the works of the enemy in your life. Put on the full armor of God and walk in his truth, righteousness, peace, salvation, and faith. Walk in the power of the Spirit and destroy the works of the devil in your life and in the lives of others. Overcoming More and more I'm understanding that the gold standard for my life is God's peace. The word shalom in Hebrew is an incredibly inclusive word. It means wholeness. By that I mean wholeness that God designed from the beginning. I was recently at a conference on healing, and one of the speakers made a comment that I want to do more research on. He said that the idea behind the word of shalom is an absence of chaos in a person's life. Pick any area of a person's life that has chaos, and God wants to bring his shalom or peace. Shalom is life as God intends it to be. If you're sick, God wants to bring shalom to your body by healing it. If you have broken relationships, God wants to bring shalom through healing and restoring them. If you're tormented by a demon, God wants to bring shalom by casting out the demon and restoring you to wholeness. Do you remember when Jesus spoke to the storm that was threatening to sink the boat that he was on? He said to the storm, Peace, be still. And the storm stopped and the seas calmed. Jesus spoke shalom to the storm, which resulted in calm. Every area of our lives that does not line up with the truth of God's word should be contended for. We should seek God's shalom for our lives. The same speaker was talking about the area of healing. It's in the scripture. And Jesus said that those who believe in his name would heal the sick. He prayed for over a thousand people before he saw his first person healed. He persevered because it said it in the word of God. He's now in charge of over 3,000 people who minister healing on a weekly basis in Bethel Church in Redding, California. His name is Chris Gore. Never give in. Never give in on what the Word of God says is yours. If He says it, continue to press in and to believe it's for you. I'm not sure why it takes so much perseverance to see some of the promises that God says are true for our lives. I just know that it does. With that said, I want to leave you with the words of Winston Churchill. Never give in. Never, 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 never. 
in nothing, great or small, large or petty, never give in except to convictions of honor and good sense, never yield to force, never yield to the apparently overwhelming might of the enemy. If you've been listening to Experiencing His Victory audio blog for some time and it's blessed and encouraged your walk with Christ, then I want to encourage you to help support this podcast by becoming a donor on Patreon. Patreon allows listeners like you to pledge an amount for every podcast I produce. You can pledge as little as $1.25 per episode or as much as you like. The choice is yours. Then on the first of the following month, they take the amount of your pledge for every podcast produced. It's just that easy. To check out the site and to learn more, go to patreon.com forward slash E-H-V. That's Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com forward slash E-H-V. Hey, Terry Tinder here. Thanks for joining us at experiencinghisvictory.com, where we're pursuing life as God intends it to be. I hope you enjoyed today's post. It's part of a series called Eight Steps to Experiencing His Victory. If you'd like to see all of the posts in this series in one place, you can go to experiencinghisvictory.com forward slash steps. That's experiencinghisvictory.com forward slash steps. See you next time.